Hey guys, welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast. Finally back, finally back from Euro Volley, finally back from all the events I've been at, but glad to finally be back on the podcast. And today I am joined by our Polish volleyball expert because the Plus Liga, as of this recording, starting tomorrow. So what a better time to record this than today. Uh, Pavel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, nice to be here. Of course, Pavel, you've been a huge Plus Liga fan. I think I, <laughs> in the Discord chat, we've learned so much from you, uh, everything about Poland. And, you know, one of my league's favorite leagues to follow, as I've said on the podcast many times, um, the production is great from Polestat. It's going to be on Polestat Sport this season for anyone who wants to watch the league. It's quite competitive. Some of the best players in the world. Uh, similar to Italy, maybe not quite the level of Italy or Russia, but it's quite close. And... The thing I love about Poland is it's very deep. There's tons of really good Polish players that maybe you don't know unless you follow the league closely. Yeah, definitely. And the league is very competitive and full of surprises because top teams aren't as strong as the top teams in Italy or Russia. And so the league isn't as top heavy as the other two. Right. So you think you're getting more competitive matches. Like you don't have a... Uh, Lube Civitanova versus like a bottom tier Italian team, which you, I mean, you, you know the outcome before it starts. There's always competitive games. So in today's podcast, we're going to break down every team in the league, not just the top teams, every team in the league. Uh, Pavel and I both made our power rankings. We're going to start from the bottom, go number 14 to number one. We each put them in tiers. So I think since we have so much to go over, I think it's, uh, you know, let's just get right into it here. Uh, starting with team number 14, uh, Pavel will go back and forth, but I'll let you uh, pick the first team. Who did you have ranked last in the Plus Liga? So I've decided to go with uh, probably the team I'm the least convinced by, and it is GKS Katowice. Ah, really? Okay. Yeah, I just don't think there is enough attention. There was some drama last year around the club and their existence. And their team is like, they have some veterans. Of course, they have Mikama as well, but I'm not really sure about their uh, outsides. Right. Especially, and their middle is full of players who spent previous years on the bench. So I just feel like it will take them a lot of time to click before they, they get going. And they might not have what it takes to beat other bottom half teams with yeah. some more star power. I can see that as well. I didn't have them too far from the bottom either. I had them number 11, but I do like uh, Micah Ma. I mean, yes, there's all, a lot of strong setters actually in the Polish Plus League. Like, there's not really a lot of teams with weaker setters, but I think Ma still stands out among this kind of bottom group. Um, you said, yeah, weak outsides. I do like Thomas Rousseau. I know he's been inconsistent in the Plus League in the past, but I do think he has, you know, he, he can play some good matches. Um, I have one question for you, the opposite position. Um, who do you think is going to get the starting now? Uh, Jakub Jaros or Damien Domagala? Jaros, definitely. Yeah, he was definitely. their best, maybe not the best, but one of their best players last season. Okay. And he was quite consistent good experience they need some experience in starting lineup because they don't have like older players and have a bunch of a bit younger guys like uh Jakub Szymański who is I guess player to watch and someone who okay. can play to watch. make sure make 
well, maybe help them stay afloat or avoid relegation. Uh, and so and... while we're on that topic, relegation, it's the bottom two teams, right, this season? Because I, I know no, it changed. No, uh, Just the bottom two? Okay. No. We will, Plus Liga will move to 16 teams next year. Ah. We are adding one team from Ukraine, probably from Lvov, but That's the team I'm not Shalbuk, so sure right? about that. No, no, no. The one that is the closest to Poland, like Karpaty okay, uh, okay. but I think we might see the team with Shalpuk and basically half of Ukrainian national team joining instead of that one. Okay. I mean, so they would actually be a pretty strong add... team. <laughs> yeah, they have a very strong team. And we add one team from second division and last team plays a relegation playoff uh, against second team from second division. Okay, so that's good to know. I didn't know that. So definitely, uh, maybe the stakes are a bit lower this season than most, since you will have the last place team will have a chance against the second place, second division team, which you know probably one of these teams would win. Yeah, but second division is getting better and better, so it might be more difficult than some people expect. Right. Okay. So moving on, I'm going to give my um, my last place team which I think is going to be the team that got the upgrade from the second division this year, uh, Polytechno Lublin. Um, and I'm not really convinced by this team. Sometimes when you get a, a promoted team, the owners get excited, the sponsors get excited, they get some new money in, they buy some nice foreign players. I don't think we really see this here. Um, I think the only two foreign players they got, Dustin Watt, and he's, you know, he's, he's nice, but he's not, you know, he's, not, he's not an elite player. And then they uh, recruited a couple of players from Skra. It seems Milan Kadic, uh, Bartosz Filipiak, who is the yes, exactly the second the second opposite who actually ended up playing a decent amount the last couple of years. Uh, but I, I I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not I, I'm not I don't know all these players really well. Maybe Jan Novikovsky is a fairly strong middle blocker, but I, I'm overall pretty unconvinced by this team. What do you think? Well, I have them only a tiny bit higher. But I don't know. I feel like Payong is their starting setter who has quite a lot of experience in Plus Liga. He used to be second setter for Zaxa. Then he was starting for MKS Benjin. And he's quite solid, I guess. I'm surprised he was playing for them in second division instead of getting a job in Plus Liga. Also, I don't know. I feel like Filipiak has experience as a guy who leads his team to better than expected finish because he was quite good with Bitgosh and it was years ago. Then he had an impressive season with Trev Kudaisk. So uh, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be the guy who makes it, that makes a difference and uh, keeps them away from last place. Well, I think he's going to need to make the difference because as far as I can see, he's, he's kind of the only guy on this team who can score points. Uh, it seems to me like the uh, outside hitters are more are, are not really offensively minded, which, I don't know, could, could be tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are mostly like very solid passers. I mean, I guess Vodarczyk is kind of more balanced than the other three. Yeah. Maybe Vachnik too, but yeah, he, I don't think he's plus Liga quality, at least when it comes to starting. Yeah. Well, they were in my bottom tier, which is uh, my tier. I called it, don't relegate me, please. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. 
Okay, I had one more team in this tier, but I want to hear uh, your second last place team. Well, uh, second last place team is exactly Luke Politechnica. Okay, okay, so no worries. Had last. Then I'll give my um, <clears throat> my other team and my don't relegate me tier was uh, Radom, actually, who I thought after how they had a decent season last year, I think they lost like most of their good players, including. Uh, who do they lose? Uh, Konarski, Brendan Sander, Victor Yosefov, Lucas Lowe. And th- in my opinion, they didn't really replace them with, with anyone special. I mean, they brought in Alexander Berger, the Austrian outside hitter, who's mm-hmm. okay. He's okay. And then Michael Parkinson, the Dutch middle blocker again. He's all right, but <clears throat> plus league level, not entirely. Yeah, honest. well, they've signed to the Mainski, so like, like our, let's say... <laughs> Forever talent. <laughs> I think the ship has really... sailed. I think the ship has sailed on the Manski. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was. He had the flashes of some promise back in Resovia when he wasn't injured, but he was more often than not he was injured and didn't play. Maybe reuniting with uh, Jakub Benaruk, their new coach, who coached him back years ago, back in Warsaw, when he was debuting in Plusliga and looked like actually a really good player he was averaging like 0.6 blocks per set back then okay. and had a very nasty float service so maybe that can be something to help him like get back to into shape yeah. also well they've signed two players from a relegated team but the best players from that relegated team Rafael Farina and uh, Jose Santana they give quite a lot of offensive power. Kendierski is okay. So maybe as long as Berger can like uh, help with passing, because Santana is not the best passer, their liberos are quite bad passers, especially okay. compared to Plusliga. <laughs> not, not a great trait for your libero to have. Yeah, they are good at defending like when it comes to digging, but passing, yeah, not so great. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like if Berger, Berger can hold his own in back row and then offensive power from Farina, Santana, and Middles can be enough to get some wins. Okay, so where did you have them? I put them 12. Only oh, one okay. higher. Okay, so we're, we're, we're mostly in agreement here. Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know who Lemansky is, that player we were talking about earlier he's a 217 centimeter middle blocker so that's the reason why you know he has all this potential uh 217s i think for the north yes. americans watching is seven seven four seven foot four inches like really 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 tall like mazurski if not taller than mazurski um so yeah, that's why right. yeah that's why he's you know but obviously a guy that size he's, he's real real slow and he's injury prone like you mentioned so uh, that's the mm-hmm. tough one there Okay, let's move on. Okay. Uh, next team, who do you, who do you have at number twelve? Oh, you already said Rodome at number twelve. Okay, uh, who's your next mm-hmm. next team? We haven't said yet. Well, eleventh is uh, Stalnesa. Okay, perfect. Because I had them at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made some tiny bit of changes between our lists. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's good. That that's good that uh, yeah, my list yeah. is similar to a Polish volleyball expert, so <laughs> I like that. Well, um, it. Putting bottom five teams was the easiest thing on this list, I guess. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, okay, so what do you think about Stalinyasa, who've been in the league? This is their second or third year? Second. Second year, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they were a bit lucky that uh, COVID made sure they didn't have to play playoffs because they lost promotion games twice in a row before <laughs> getting promoted. Right. And their coach, uh, Krzysztof Stelmach, was coaching Zaksa in past, and he also quite often struggled in a similar way. So he started the season really, really well. Then their form got worse, worse, worse. And in playoffs, they were kind of underwhelming compared to what they showed in the first half of the season. Yeah, it's not the right order to do it in. Um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, Marcin Komenda, a guy who maybe maybe some more non-Polish fans would know from, I guess, 2019 vnl was that he was uh mm-hmm. he played a big role there if i remember correctly uh pretty pretty good yeah. setter i would say yeah he's kind of he's quite good i feel like uh, his reputation after this vnl 2019 rose way too high yeah i see a lot of had... I, I see a lot of fans you know saying where get trisha out of there get lomash out of there. <laughs> we want commenda mm. yeah i feel like he had no pressure and uh, then at Bednosh in insane form on the left side, basically scoring everything, solid passing from uh, uh, Kvolek, and outstanding form uh, from Karol Kwos, who was really motivated to get his spot in national team back after missing on World Championship. So it was uh, the best possible position for a young setter to come into the team, and I guess he kind of beat Martin Janusz back then, so that's that's a good for him, but then he moved to Resovia and he's, I think, like, his mental kind of dropped quite hard. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a he, tough season in Resovia for everyone, I think. Yeah, it was tough season, insanely high pressure, high expectations, so as soon as they had, like, I think they finished 10th, not sure but besides they weren't in playoffs so that that's like a disaster for them and commanda well played a role in that terrible yeah. season so but i think he, he has some weapons on this team i really like uh mitch Stahl, the american mm-hmm. middle blocker who had a quite a solid run with the american national team even if they didn't uh fulfill their promise he was already he was also quite good in mosaic last year the belgian club um but other than that, I like I their balance. Yeah, I, I, I like I, their balance. I'm really not a fan of Nico Penchev. I, I have to say that. Um, yeah, he's like second libero on court. Yeah, second libero, which is fine in some roster constructions. But I don't know who, who's the, who's the other outside hitter on this team. These are uh, Kvasovsky, for sure. Kvasovsky is their Kvasovsky. best outside. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was very good for KKS Katowice and. Like, fun fact, when he joined Liga with Pielska Biała, he was a setter. Ah, setter to outside. Then he was. Uh, Mike Amato. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. Or like Vodarczyk in Polytechnik Lubin as well. Yeah. But uh, back in Radom, he had some good... He was their third outside back then, but he looked quite, quite good. Then he moved to Katowice and had two really solid seasons, so... Moving to a team that finished lower in table both seasons, I mean, one season in Plusliga, is like 
a bit surprising, but really good for Stal. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, they're not a bad team. You know, they have maybe, maybe a slim chance. I would of... like to have a small shout out to Vasim Ventara as well. I ah, mean, was... he was... What... One of the only African players playing. Uh, yes. Playing yes. outside of His Africa. Mother is Polish, <laughs> so he's half Polish as well. Oh, I, okay. I didn't know that. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, that's nice. probably played a part in this move. Uh, he was very, very good for Stal, especially when he got starting spot from Michal Philip. It took him like I think ten or eleven games. Stal was losing everything, and then he got his chance and played really well. Stal started to win some games, even though they've lost quite a lot anyways. But he was scoring quite a lot of points. He was very efficient and he's kind of athletic, I guess. He has like, he's reaching over three meters, 60 centimeters. So. Yeah, he's got a good jump, a good arm. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's the author of the funniest error of the season, I guess, while blocking. He touched the net with his foot. So. Yeah, I remember watching him in a. I think he was in Shoma in 2018, 2019 when he was playing. Yes. When he was playing Champions League, and who was the other? Op yeah, Julian Winkelmuller. I think he was like stole the starting spot mm -hmm. from him, kind of surprisingly, by the end of the season. And uh, yeah, but he like compared to how he did in France, he was way better in Poland. So okay. I don't know what happened, but if he can like continue to grow, yeah, maybe they can like break into top ten even. Let's see, Wasim Bantara will play with Tunisia in the World Championships. The draw just happened today. What do you think, yeah. of, what do you think of Poland's group quickly before we move on here? <laughs> Difficult, but we should get past yeah. Bulgaria at least. I, I was kind of, Canada's group is tough <laughs> after after thinking about yeah. it so hard. I mean, we got probably the toughest group four team in China. I don't know, with Italy and Turkey. Yeah, yeah. Turkey's tough as well. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, you said uh, you said your bottom five was easy, and we've named four teams. So let's see. Let's see if we have if I pick the same uh, fifth worst team as you. Um, I would be shocked if we have different teams here. I think. I think. I think we might have different teams. Um, I put Slovakia. Okay. So did you put Lubin? Did time. you put Lubin? Yes. Yes. Cool. Okay. So I might. I might agree with you a little more because I. I kind of forgot that. Um, they lost their opposite hitter, uh, Jimenez, who I guess got poached by the Korean League. Um, well, from what I've heard, they are trying to get uh, Sadat from Iran to replace him. Ah, okay. That would be cool signing, and I would probably consider making them a bit higher, maybe, maybe putting them higher. I don't know. Yeah, okay, I could see why, because without the opposite, I mean, they that's a pretty big gap in a team that probably will rely on their opposite. However, I'll, I'll say why I got them higher. Um, they mm -hmm. had Mar Marcin Walensky, who's one of the guys, you know, maybe not the biggest name because he hasn't played on the national team a ton outside of Poland. But if you followed the Plus Liga last year, you'll know that he was like unbelievable player. Um, uh, last year. year, he wasn't unbelievable. He was oh, okay. He, I think of two years ago. Okay, two years. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, the, that's the season I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, both <laughs> seasons in Xavier too. He was very good. Yeah. Okay, maybe but, I'm still maybe I'm still have that in my mind too much then. But also uh, Michal Gierzot, who've been watching yes. the U twenty one World Championships, who I think you told me about him first out of anyone, like even mm -hmm. a, a couple of years ago, saying, "Okay, watch out, this guy's the next uh, big prospect." His brother before. was also quite promising before yeah. choosing to go 
different way and focus on his studies. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 and Florian Kraj too, who had a pretty big mm-hmm. role with the German national team we've seen. Oh, I, I kind of, I, I still feel like, like the team. Yeah, I really like their team. They have Sakita, who is kind of interesting choice for starting setter. Well, he was, but, he, was, uh, he was one of my players to watch of the entire league. Yeah, I mean. definitely someone to watch. Yeah, I can agree with that. Sakita, even more I... than like, like probably other than Nishida, the guy who's like, okay, can this guy replicate what mm-hmm. he does for Japan outside of Poland? I mean, outside of Japan. And I feel like their second opposite, so right now the only one at the moment, uh, Kapitza is also quite promising. I mean, he was destroying uh, other players of his age in Polish competitions back in past and he was starting opposite for team built around 99 and 2000 players born in those years and he was one year younger so he was born in 2000 so i don't think we should sleep on him i feel like he might actually be quite useful okay so they're not completely done without if they don't find an opposite Kapitza, I, I can't lie and say I've mm-hmm. seen him play before, but maybe I'll have to go check out some tape. Um, uh, left-handed with very good service. I guess it. that's like how I would say it quite shortly. I guess I feel like he should have played more last year in Austin okay. because Schultz was underwhelming and yeah. had some very promising games. I feel like he played really well against Kra once, when two years ago, when Hadrava, I think, was starting opposite. He was injured. And he had like two or three decent games last year too. Okay, I like, but obviously, I mean, Sakita is definitely going to be uh, an interesting one. What What are your thoughts? Can Can he be an elite setter in the Plus League of this season? That's kind of hard. I don't think he can be like top of like at the top, top three or something like that. But above average, definitely. Yeah. He will have uh, quite a lot of opportunities to show his skill because uh, Valinsky is very solid defensively and their libero Kamil Shimura, so younger brother of Rafał Shimura, who plays for Jastrzemski Wengil, is like one of the most promising liberos also. He was very good when it comes to passing last year. I think he was like fifth best in the league from all liberos maybe okay. even higher so definitely someone to watch as well because this time he won't share his game time with second libero he will play all by himself i guess okay so some interesting young players to watch on movement so if you're like yeah the, definitely you're... i i feel like this the most interesting the coolest team to watch from bottom half of the league table because they have some young guys who can grow with uh and you make use of the time they will get from coach from coaches and learn something new and in that way make sure Kuprum can actually pull off some surprising results all right so Kuprum team to watch out for um so i had Slovaki um kind of kind of low here and you know i i like the team overall josh tuniga i think has done a great job they finished fairly decently the last few seasons but I, I don't know. I'm still. I still think their outsides are a lot weaker than some of the other teams at this position. We have uh, Kevin Klinkenberg, who's had some good moments, but also some. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he's the most offensively adept player. Sometimes his serving is, is quite suspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Piotr Lukasic, as you as you know, one of the biggest 
outside hitters in volleyball at 208. Massive. 208. So for again, I have to do yeah, the conversions the for the mm. Americans. It's I think that's about 611, 610, 611. So that's huge, mm-hmm. huge for someone who's passing. If your name isn't Nicoletto, I guess he's kind of he's kind of yeah, he's broken, broken that. Yeah. Uh, Pavel, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm, I, I, I just don't see the, the outsides and maybe the middles too. I like tack them, but I, I don't even, I'm not sure who their second middle blocker is. So be. I don't necessarily agree because I really like Halaba. Okay. Pavel Halaba. Yeah, yeah. He's one of their outsides. He didn't play too much last year in Zavierte, but he had some health issues at first. And then it looked like Kovac, uh, their coach, just didn't like him. I don't know. Kolakovic didn't use him. He, I don't uh, think he started a lot. Unfortunately, it happens. <laughs> that, 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 that can play. Yeah, it does happen. But uh, if you look like a bit further in the past, he was he played for Trevkutain when they finished fifth. And he was actually like maybe, I don't know, maybe even top five of outsides in the league. Okay. Like okay. very wow. dynamic player. <laughs> With his passing is kind of suspect, but he has very good service. He has good block, and especially if he has good setter who can play quick sets towards him to the left side, he makes use of that really well. And Watching can him do that. and Janusz was great. Okay. And yeah, Tuaniga can do that. So I feel like between him and Bowen, who was very impressive last year. Yeah. He was. The he best was... serving player in the league, or second best behind Gladder, I'm not sure. And one of the best scorers part. too, just overall, right? Yes, and very good percentages. I think he got he had over fifty percent kills, uh, looking at whole season. Decent blocking, left-handed player, so keeping him was a big success. And their middles, like Takfam, you talked about him, you know him, but uh, Cesare Sapinski, who moves to. Hlebsk back in 2019 from third division directly so that was a big move and last year once he got going his service was very nasty i think he had like five aces against zaksa once he's a he's a spin spin guy or float yeah spin guy spin guy spin guy okay like nasty service and yeah his blocking is okay and but his spiking was getting better and better so Maybe not player to watch, but definitely quite solid, and he should be second starter next to okay. to Takfam. So, so I he feel was like on the... mm-hmm. he, he was Go on ahead. the team before they got uh, promoted, right? No, he joined once oh, okay. they got promoted. Okay, okay. He played for a team like very nearby, so they scouted him because he played quite close to them, and they saw something in him, and I guess he was right because. He improved quite a lot, and nowadays he's quite a decent player. Okay, there you go. Okay, so that's. Do you want to go into like you? You kind of have a bunch of teams. You said in like the middle tier, right? Um, no, I had the uh, bottom five together actually. No, bottom five together. Okay. So then, who and who's kind Chlebsk of next group? Is one tier higher. Okay. So Chlebsk was not, I put them ninth, but I put them together with Trevgdansk. Okay, well, that's perfect because I also have Gdansk ninth. <laughs> uh, ninth or eighth? Nine. I have uh, I have ninth for Shlepsk Sovaki and eighth for. Okay, okay, okay. So um, one difference, one difference. Kuprum. 
Yeah, you have so we have the same mind. three teams though: Slovakia, Gdansk, and Lubin. Uh, Ten nine. Yeah. Okay. So let's yes. talk about Gdansk then, because I feel like they're a team for me. I always look at their roster, I'm like ah, doesn't look that great. And then by the time the end of the season comes around, like wow, they're like uh, like you said, fifth a few years ago, or like they're uh, you know they're in the playoffs or they're close to the top. Um, and I, I think mean, they finished regular season third last year. So. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like they're a team that always plays better than the sum of their parts. Partly and recently, be, I think especially last year is because they've the continuity has been pretty good um, with a lot of their players have, playing on the team a while. And I think this year they basically have almost the exact same team, except for Campa, right? Yes, Campa replaced Janusz, but they didn't exactly have this had the same team last year because okay. they've lost Filipiak, Kalaba, and okay. Shot. Yeah. So they lost all of their wingers and replaced them with Vlazwy, uh, Lipinski, and well, Mika or Reicher, depending on which part of the season we are talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Lipinski, another player I think uh, maybe not well known outside Poland, but very solid plus Liga player who's. You know, would play on several national teams, but just because Poland mm-hmm. is so unbelievably competitive, he doesn't uh, he doesn't get that kind of attention. But he's a very talented, big, big outside hitter. Very big. I think he's, I would say, kind of similar to Pedenos. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's a bit heavier, a bit bigger, but also oh. a bit stronger. But I feel like his profile is kind of similar. What about Matej Mika? Has he finally bounced back to, to, oh, to that 2014 Mika, or is that that's totally never happening? I don't think he's going to back bounce to such a high level, but last season he started to look okay, but then his knee got like, yeah. I don't remember what exactly happened to his knee, but he got injured seriously, pretty seriously again, and he was out for the rest of the season. So I don't know if Michał Winiarski can pull off a miracle and somehow like make sure Mika can be good. Maybe not like 2014 to 2016 level when he was like elite player, but really good. I feel like it's a possibility. Do you feel like Kampa is an upgrade on on Janusz for this team? No. Oh. Okay. I don't think so. Because Janusz, if people don't know, was really, really good for Gdansk. And he was one of the reasons why they finished uh, third place. I feel like he was the main reason for Trev to stay like fifth two years ago and third last year in the regular season. Like the only big gun that stayed with the team was uh, Martin Janusz. And I guess Michał Winiarski as a coach, maybe. We can count count him as well. But I feel like, yeah, they have an issue with an opposite position in a way they are kind of <laughs> depend heavily dependent on their left side yeah so as great as Vlasley is he's how old now <laughs> 38 39? 37 38 this year next yeah. year i think yeah i feel like the big issue was Vlasley is really good from when he gets a good quick ball quick set but once the ball is set high block has time to organize is struggling i mean he always was uh, playing this way but his efficiency and effectiveness on quick sets was like uh, ridiculous and that's why stefan antiga planned whole team around him back in 2014. yeah so traps looked amazing when Lipinski was in godlike form and they had mika who is 
kind of good at difficult like trash balls that are set by not a setter so <laughs> well camp is not too bad so they <laughs> yeah yeah so they could like every high ball to the left then with the pass is good they can play around right middle and some left left side but once Lipinski's for like kind of cooled off he was like on some ridiculous level with like 55% kills and over 40% efficiency. So like, wow. Okay. <laughs> probably the best numbers in the league or almost the best numbers in the league. Then he cooled off. And when he stopped going, then Mika got injured and Reihert was in offense. He was inconsistent. He was good at passing, very good service, decent blocking. But when it came to spiking, he was either very good or very poor. No in between. Yeah. So that's why they had some issues and second part of the season was way worse for them. And they completely yeah. collapsed in playoffs after losing to Warsaw in second game when they were leading 2-0 and had a tie break and they've lost it by like at the tiniest margin possible and it completely like stopped them. Yeah, so we'll see. If they can stay healthy, I think, yeah, like you said, Gdansk is kind of a sneakily good team. Uh, if you're not mm -hmm. following the Plus League, you don't know necessarily the, the, the players on the team. Let's move on to the next one. This is um, kind of the last team I had in this group, and that for me was Olsen. That's number seven. So I might be a little bit optimistic and not fully objective but i had austin i have austin a little bit higher okay at six and i put project Warsaw at seven ah Warsaw at seven okay okay so i think we have the next three teams similar still i had Warsaw at fifth mm -hmm. but let's talk about um austin first again maybe okay american viewers might like this team tj defalco and taylor avaro on the team two uh two exciting players i think personally taylor avaro really should have um, been brought to the Olympics this summer. He had a like a almost unfathomably good season in in con last year. Um, was like scoring three and a half points per set as a middle blocker um, on in, like seventy percent hitting, like sixty like over sixty percent efficiency, just like bonkers numbers. Not sure if he can replicate that again, but uh, TJ DeFalco also had a great VNL. I think you know put put the world on notice a bit. Um, he, he's going to need to be really good for Team USA going forward after the the recent news that they're losing one of their outside hitters. And another great story from VNL was uh, Mason Salehi, the Iranian outside hitter, who I didn't I didn't even hear about him before VNL. Um, so he uh, he had a great time there. Extremely balanced, extremely athletic. Excited to watch him. And yeah, those are the foreigners. Mm, yeah. I haven't heard about him either before he signed for Austin. So props to the club for finding him before anyone else found him. So did they sign him before VNL or after? <laughs> before. Okay. Oh, ah, good scouting. Wow. They must have uh, yeah. sent some guys to Iran, maybe. I, I don't know. Got in touch I don't with, know how they found him, but agent. he was... Yeah. yeah, maybe. He was really good in Iran, actually. I think he was like the, the number one or second best player of the season. Okay. and the best player for his club which finished like in top two as well so it's not like they didn't know what they were doing when they signed him for sure yeah i mean as we know iran one of the strongest asian teams they always have have good players and a player who i had a great season last year 
again, a Polish player who not wasn't isn't hasn't really been on the national team, so people don't know about him as much. Carol mm-hmm. Butrin uh, was fantastic for Varsovia. Yeah, Carol. Ever since joined Bundesliga, he's like every year a little bit better, a little bit better, and it, and yeah, well, he got the move to Varsovia, so like he moved to the very very good club from Radom when he was like also super impressive and uh, i feel like he will he has something to prove because he was he was quite poor in playoffs but resovia lost in two games and was out so it's hard to like say that he's bad for important games or something like that super strong guy actually very very strong great service and but when I look at Indic Paul as a Tessalcin, I feel like it will be like maybe even my favorite team to watch. And if I had to choose a dark horse to like had a surprising round to top four and and the season with medal, I would choose them for sure. Ah, okay. So what? So why are you why are you so high on Ulstein? Am I am I missing something here? I mean, I, I like the team. Taylor sure. Avril is fantastic. I just I don't I'm not sure. If Avril, DeFalco, and Salehi will all have the Abutrin will have the same seasons they did last year, that's that's asking a lot. So I feel like but I'm not worried about Butrin at all. I feel like he will be very good or at least very solid, and I don't feel like there is any reason to be worried about him. And they have very promising libero Andrzej Gruszczyński, who is like fourth choice in the national team behind like Zatorski, Wojtaszek, and Popivczak. So kind yeah, of. I've heard names. about him. I've heard about him. He played in VNL in 2019. He was second yeah. libero when we got bronze medals. At Averil and well, there is the choice. I think Mateusz Poremba will be second middle. And okay. he's kind of an interesting middle. Very uh, hybrid service as well. So, well. so maybe not as good as Bienik, but you know, he learned something from him, I guess, watching him. And Still kind of young, he's 22, so a lot of room to grow. But his competition is Shimon Jakubiszak, who is also quite big, 208, with some very impressive spiking reach. And he moved from outside to middle last year. I was about to say, I remember this guy as as an outside hitter. Yes, and he moved to the middle last year for Kuprumulbin at some very impressive starts and of course he was very inconsistent as well but he looked kind of good especially with Tav- his work with Tavares was also impressive in at moments because when someone jumps so high it's difficult to stop him from when he's spiking from t- such a reach so when Avril, Kubishak and Poremba are very strong middles then it's like the Falco Salehi so two very promising players, I guess. I mean, definitely USA fans are hoping the Falco can get better this year. I mean, I think but, it's a great opportunity for him. Uh, like yes, he's be, absolutely. Uh... So uh, when they have Andringa to like calm down things and help with passing and just be, well, slightly more offensive than second libero, I guess, but someone who helps with passing, calm the team down and score some points when necessary. But when they have such a strong middles and Butrin on the right side and second outside this kind of offensive too, they can play with Andringa quite easily. You don't think setting will be and an issue at all? That's the thing. Jan Firle is 
very creative setter, but he has like this pinch of craziness and sometimes he tends to go a bit too crazy and then he needs to be subbed out for a moment to rest that's <laughs> where they might have a problem but then i'm looking towards their coaching stuff and i see marco bonita so i feel like if there is someone that's a choice that can help him well i think co coaching is going to be important with his team because i see some pretty strong personalities uh tj defalco one of those guys who could be a really good team player, but also be a bit, uh, I don't know what the word is, but he can he can be talking to himself, get you know, get out of the game, get mentally rattled a little bit. Taylor Avril, a guy who's a, who's a very unique guy, hilarious follow on Instagram, mm -hmm. but again, a, a strong personality. So uh, it'll it'll take a bit to, to mix this team together, I think. Yeah, good thing they have like Butrin, who is kind of ice cold on court and. Robert Andringa will be captain, so yeah. I hope he can like be help his coach by being on court when necessary okay. and calm him the players down. Okay. So Olshin, you had a five, I had a seven. Let's talk about the other team that we six. I had seen I had oh, them sorry. six. Okay, who do yeah. you have? So you had Warsaw seven. Seven. Okay. So again, Warsaw, Warsaw a team. Um pretty strong. A lot of the same players from last year, I believe. Um Mm -hmm. For me, they're definitely their best asset is the two middle blockers, Novakovsky and Verona, who, I mean, <laughs> pretty elite middle blockers, yeah. huge, uh, especially the blocking part of middle blocking, they're very strong. Damian Wojtaszek, um, the second libero of Poland, and, you know, it was the 1.5 libero for part of the summer, switching, uh, alternating with Zatorski. For me, the the biggest question mark is, like, who, who the setter, the setter situation was weird to me. Signing both Trinidad de Hero and Jay Blankenau, the Canadian setter, who are kind of like, for me, are, are very similar sty stylistically and also in the, their talent level. So I was a bit confused by that move. Oh, de Hero was signed as someone who, well, he was supposed to be starting setter and be very good because he was very solid in France. Then he came and was very very underwhelming. True, I remember but, that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, but. It's kind of ironic because he got, well, way better, but still not as good as expected once when he cut his hair. <laughs> I don't know if it it's gave him some power. It's the Alfred Payton effect, yeah. Yeah, but uh, still, he wasn't superb, and they needed someone solid, a second choice if necessary. Maybe they didn't have money to like get rid of him, Potentially, yeah. maybe that was the case. And signing someone with similar play style, I think there is nothing wrong with it. But signing someone with similar talent level, it's like asking for some kind of trouble because someone will be very unhappy. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I'm a little bit biased. I think I think Jay is a little bit better. You know, probably just saying that as a Canadian fan, but he also has the uh, probably a bit stronger serve. He has that, you know probably one of the most offensive setters he he, he goes mm -hmm. for a dumping and, and second ball attacks a ton um, but yeah trinidad's probably a bit more bit better ball placement and creative with the ball i would say yeah i feel like it will be a competition between them but well i feel like it might be over by now because andrea anastasi is kind of stubborn so once he selects starting setter it will take him some time to change his mind yeah yeah 
I feel like, but I feel like their best player isn't Wojtaszek or Nowakowski or Vrona. It's Bartek Kolek. Ah, of course, yes. Uh, a guy to watch for sure, and a workhorse whenever he plays for this team. He's passing a ton. He's spiking a lot. He's serving a lot. He's gonna have a chip on his and... shoulder after uh, getting shut out from the Polish team this summer. Yeah, but well, we'll see how he reacts because uh, he might be kind of upset, but he might also be annoyed and try to show that he deserves his spot and try to win it back from other guys. We saw what happened with Ben Norris and Modena after he got didn't get the nod. Had <laughs> like one of the craziest. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but for for Kolak. If I remember correctly, he was incredible during the regular season last year, but had a had a pretty messy playoffs and did not play to his uh, usual level. Yeah, I feel like he was just dead tired. I mean, he ran out of steam somewhere in the second half of the season, and in playoffs he was not as good as he was earlier, but he had some injuries during second half of the season too, so it didn't help him. Okay. I feel like he missed one game of in the like he played as a libero against Zaxa in last regular season match. So and while he was way worse than normally, he wasn't that bad and he stepped up against Skra a little bit when they were playing for third place. Yeah. It's gonna be a solid passing team though, with uh Kolak, Grobelny and Vojtyshek. Vojtyshek. Uh yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's going to be yeah, a Yeah, I would say that mm-hmm. Yeah, passing will be their good thing, which is why I'm kind of disappointed by their by their setters. So <laughs> true. Uh yeah, do, I feel do, like do some Pekovic. I mean, he was all right with Skra. He's, you know, kind of one of those guys who can hit the ball a lot, not necessarily going to be efficient mm. the whole time, <laughs> which, you know, I'm not feel... really mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that kind of opposite, but Maybe maybe he's gonna work on this team better than he did on Scrawl. He was he was very good in playoffs actually. Like okay. against Zaxa, he played very solid games. Against uh Verva Varsava back then, so no project. He was he won like two MVPs as well. So it's not like he was terrible. No. And I feel like they needed some more firepower on the right yeah. side. Yeah, exactly. I think with the with the other weapons they have. Especially the two maybe more blocking middle blockers and yeah, two two outside hitters who are better receivers than they are maybe attackers. So So yeah, I feel like they will be a bit stronger with that move than last year because the rest of the squad is almost the same. Uh, but league got a bit more competitive. There is yeah. a bit more teams challenging for top four, so that's why I put them a bit lower. All right. So let's get on to the next teams, the most exciting parts, the uh, kind of playoff contenders here. Uh, I'm guessing I'm guessing both of us have Scraw next. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Scraw. Okay. Let's get the elephant out of the room first, because a lot of the guys listening are, are American fans, and this news I talked about it on my last podcast where it was kind of bubbling up. I talked to people, you know, at Eurovolley about this as well. But uh, Taylor Sander, like, I mean, we've heard this before, but. He seems to be completely mm-hmm. quitting indoor volleyball. Had a contract agreement with Scraw, kind of controversially, um, given you know his statement at the end of the season saying he wanted to repay the club uh, for whatever happened last year, and then right before this season, uh, 
quitting indoor volleyball after the Olympics to play beach volleyball full time. Uh, Pavel, what, mm -hmm. what do you think about this whole situation? So uh, first thing I've, as far as I know, he, it wasn't exactly like his decision or just, just his decision because his wife didn't like living in Poland. No, no, of course. Yes. Of course. That's... And she didn't want to continue this adventure, if we may call it this way. So that probably played a huge role. And yeah, it's controversial, but I'm not convinced that he's completely retiring from uh, indoor volleyball. It might be just a way to spend a year and wait until his contract with Scrum runs out so he can choose a different team for next season, maybe. But I'm not sure if that's the way he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's 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 a tough blow for uh, Scraw though this year because it really it really does hurt Dickoy is kind of the replacement player and he's a pretty big downgrade from Taylor Sander who I think, you know, I think is probably one of the best few outside hitters in the world and even if he was injured for Scraw last year I thought he was one of the best outside hitters in the league. Yeah, even though he isn't as good when he plays for clubs as he is when he plays for national team, most yeah. of the time at yeah. least. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. But even like Sander from national team is truly elite. And even if he's like this half a level Lowell he showed last year, for example, once he got going, that's still like outstanding player and probably like the best or second best for Skra, depending how Atanasievich performs. Yeah, which is, I guess, the, the big, big question mark remaining. There are a few question marks with Skra going into the season. Uh, yeah, Atanasevich, who, who we saw at Eurovolley a decent amount actually, and um, he can definitely play. He can play volleyball still, but it doesn't seem to be at the level he was at before, to be honest, from what I've seen. Yeah, definitely. But you know, he had long injury, then he was sitting on the bench for most of the season, and he didn't. I don't. I'm not sure he played a lot in VNL, so that's like. He didn't have an opportunity to train and be starting player and uh, slowly rebuild himself. So a season for Skra, especially in looking at how they might play, trying to guess that, he might have an, a lot of opportunities to spike and regain his form. Yeah. So still a big question mark, of course, but that's a solid place to rebuild his career. Yeah, and I, talk, I actually talked to him a bit at Eurovol, and he seems to be in, in pretty good spirits. So he at least <laughs> at least has some good confidence uh, going into the season. Um, but I think I think his serve, I think, is the main one that I'm looking for it to come back. Uh, but for the rest of the team, mostly the same as last year. Uh, Beniak, Kloche in the middle, uh, Abadapur, who's been a bit rocky lately, uh, up and down. Outside with Dick Coy or Robert Todd, I don't know who would you go with there. Coy, Coy or Todd, as as the pairing with Abadapur. Uh I think I would start Coy and uh, hope Todd is able to come in and be useful. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Um, unfortunately, Pihotsi, how, uh, Kakper, how do you say his last name? Kasper Pihotsky. Yeah. Pihotsky. Okay. Pihotsky. Well... Unfortunately, I uh, got signed to a new contract. All right. <laughs> And that was not a surprise at all. I mean, 
when his father is like a chairman of the club, no one is surprised, I guess. Yeah, and he's not the worst libero ever, but you think they could probably no a team of Scraw's caliber could probably get someone better. They definitely can, and but they definitely want as well. So, yeah. and looking at their team, it's like the same uh, issue Project Warsaw have, but uh, the problem is the other way around. So they have poor passing because Pihotsky, well, isn't the greatest. Koi and Tacht aren't super passers. Epadipur is good, but not amazing. And then you look towards Setter and it's Gregor Fomas who loves to play through the middle and isn't the best when the pass is poor. So once again, it looks like uh, a team is built the other way around. I would love if they could swap their setters, but then it's a yeah, problem yeah. with foreign players' <laughs> limits. Yeah, tough, tough for Belhadov, but they're still a solid team. And I really like Beniak. He's probably one of my favorite metal blockers to watch. So I'll be watching all this crap. Yeah. Probably just for him. Um, they right. lost Huberto. They did. Very good as well. To one but... of our teams coming up. Not my next team. Yeah. Not my mm, number four team. No. Is a team that I didn't expect to have this high at all. <laughs> Maybe in the last few years. <laughs> and that's a Xavierci, who, who I don't know how where they got this money from, if there's a new sponsor, what happened, but. They got Uroš Kovacevic and Facundo Conte on the outside, which is like unbelievable. Mm. One of the best outside pairings in, in in volleyball overall, not just in Poland. I mean, that's unbelievable. Those two guys are two elite level outside hitters, especially if you have the Conte that we saw during the Olympics, where he was just unbelievable. I feel like a lot of teams will be very very motivated to play against Skrabelhatu. Because yeah, there is Conte in Zawiercie, Vlazu in Trefgdańsk, Petkovic in Projekt Warszawa, and all of them will do their best to show that the club was wrong when they let them go or didn't choose uh, them over someone true. else. True, true, good point. So yeah. they might there will be a lot of interesting storylines around Skra and their opponents. Yeah. Uh, but Zawiercie, yeah, they CMC. Polish CMC Poland joined the club last year. Ah, I see. I see their uh, logo. Yep, it's updated CMC. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's, that's they the joined a bit too late to make an impact last year on their signings. Yeah. So they could get cra- a bit crazy this year. They have quite a lot of depth too because. They have like Tavares, Kavana, two good setters, Konarski, Malinowski, two good yeah, yeah. opposites. If only they signed better libero because Zurek was the worst passing libero in the league last year. Really? Because he's a name I recognize. Uh, but yeah, I guess maybe I didn't he have was, that negative an association with him. Yeah, he was he's a hardworking guy and he, was, he wasn't that bad in Olsztyn before. So I was surprised it was so bad, but his passing was like, I think below 45% positive. So oh, wow. like Not good. <laughs> between players like Tacht, a yeah. bit over, higher than Schalpuk. So like Oof. not good place for Rivero. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess for me, I could have even had them higher. Like you said, the yeah, Albero, also the middle blocker. Maybe is a bit of a question mark. They're not bad, but maybe not elite. Also, uh, I, I like Shalaha though, but uh, Shalaha, he didn't okay. play a lot in past, but 
uh, he was in team back in 2018, in national team. He got his debut and broke finger in okay. first or second set, and he was gone and didn't come back next year. Okay. But he's another guy with hybrid serve. I mean, we can call it Bienek Impact because we have quite a lot of middles with this kind of service. And it's, they're so all doing it, uh, like... it's, they're all doing the two-hand toss hybrid. Yes. What you're referring to. Yes. Okay. Two-hand toss and then hit the ball hard. Yeah. Or not, depending on how what they decide to do. But player to watch in that team, I mean, of course, Uroš Kovacevic, huge superstar, but I'm kinda interested in how Miguel Tavares will look. He was amazing two years in a row for Kuprunubin. And good for so, the Portuguese national team too. I mean it's a big reason why they've, they've been able to hang around in big tournaments. I think he was the high, the best scoring setter in the league twice in a row. Okay. But okay. maybe Kampa got ahead of him once. Uh, but he's someone who plays uh, very interesting volleyball and he might fit this team kind of well. I mean, Kavana wasn't that good, besides maybe first five or six games when he looked kind of impressive, then he dropped. And Tavares was definitely top three setters in the league two years in a row, so... I've never been I, a big I fan of Kavana either, so yeah, I would agree with you, Tavares gets the nod here. But Xavierci, uh, great fan base, unbelievable fans. I think everyone always uh, always appreciates yeah, that when they watch the games. Um, so we'll see. It could be a very interesting team, a team that we're not used to seeing seeing this high up in I the mean, standings. They were, they were in top four two or three years ago. But they unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Yeah, it wasn't four. expected. Back with, interestingly, Camille Semenyuk as one of their starting players. Ah, true. Yeah. Alex Ferreira, who joined a bit later. Martin Walinski, we talked about him earlier on. So some good money ball picks there, some underrated yeah, teams. They had a very solid way to build a team and they've signed some interesting members of coaching staff as well, like Oscar Kaczmarczyk, who used to be a statistician for or a scout for Polish national team for I think five or six years, and he worked for Zaksa too before trying to be a, a coach and well quitting after some disappointing results okay so that's we have both have number four now i kind of put the next three teams in like the, these are like the true contenders these are the guys competing for the gold medal did you have do you have Absolutely. do you have severity in this group too or do we have the just the top three together? no okay i had top three together then had Xavier Chien, okay. together. We're, we're like pretty we're pretty almost like the same with our picks man uh, this is yeah it's good okay but for number my third place team i had zaksa kojai so we won't agree here okay tell me why i have at third yes I, I mean I, I can see why so for me zaksa i just think I mean, I know Martin Giannis, great player, uh, fantastic setter, was a huge reason for Gdansk. But I think Tani Udi, the, with the construction of this roster, just like was so important in, in how precise he was able to place the ball, how much he uh, helped David Smith in the middle. We saw Smith was not the same at all with the U.S. national team. Um, and just like the creativity that he allowed Schliefka to play with in terms of how he attacked the ball. And I think... I don't know. Yanish is really good, but I don't think he's quite, quite at the level that Tony Udi is. And I think 
that, that bit of a downgrade is enough for me to have Rosovia and obviously uh, Yastrzemski over them. So I have Zaxa higher, so I, I guess, do we want to talk about Zaxa now? Yeah, let's talk about Zaxa. On... Okay, so while Janusz, when it comes to just setting, he's definitely not as good as Toniuti, but uh, in my opinion, at least, Toniuti was getting a lot of hype because people were missing some of his worst sets when he wasn't exactly too precise, but Zaxa players were able to hide it. Okay. Because all three of them, Semenyu, Kivka, and uh, Kaczmarek, are very good technically. Yeah, so even though the ball wasn't when the ball wasn't the greatest, they were able to figure something out and are either recycled the ball by just spiking it lightly against the block and repeating the action, or just figuring out some crazy play like Kivka probably is the best one of the best in the world when it comes to that. So, while it will be a huge loss for Zaxa, I feel like Janusz won't be as far from Tonyuti's setting as people think, but he will also add some very good, very good service and mm. way better blocking because he's significantly taller. Yeah, but we also, also, Tonyuti had, how long, had been on uh, Zaxa how long? Like five or six years? That's Six like, years, yeah. at least. Yeah, so that's a huge blow, but... All three of the wingers, Semenyu, Tivka, and Kaczmarek are quite young. Yeah. yeah. And all three of them still have uh, room to grow. So that's like another way to catch up to Zaxa that we saw last year. And well, I don't think they, there is a way to like achieve something even similar to they showed what they showed last year. This level of domination in league and Champions such League. a good result in Europe. Well, I was but there. I, I was there on the court when they won. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. it, was, so, uh, it, was, it was something. It was insanely high level volleyball. Like that's, it was unbelievable to watch. But still, I think I have. I mean, it's not a surprise because I have them first. Actually. Oh okay. So, ah okay nice. And well, they were like clearly number one team last year, even though they didn't. Well, win the they title. didn't. They didn't win the title. <laughs> true. True. But. Uh, True. I well, guess we kind of forgot that they did have what like the, the one of the undefeated season, like one of the best seasons ever I think club volleyball other than that. Yeah, they ended like twenty-three wins, three losses, and one of those one loss was against Zavierti when they played like all bench players. Yeah. yeah. And actually I want to mention that their bench got way better. Okay. Because permanently injured Wukahik is no longer here and he's replaced by Zalinski, who is very solid. Yeah. Then second setter used to be Prokopchuk, who is young but inexperienced and definitely not good enough to be starter in Fusliga or even close to that. Now they have Michał Kozłowski, who proved himself as a very, very solid guy who is able to like get subbed in and actually perform even at the highest level, but back when he played for Trefk in Champions League against Zenit Kazan, he had some solid performances. And last year in Verva, he was also quite good. So it's not like Zaxa had only lost a lot because they also managed to at least found a way to make some improvements. Yeah. And also, I think we've gone the entire time not mentioning Eric Shoji. 
Come on. Of course. Volleyball YouTube star, Eric Shoji. Uh, I mean, it's not a huge improvement because they had Pavel Zatorski before. Yeah. I don't know if it's an improvement at all, but still switching from one elite libero to another elite libero. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way to... I mean, besides getting Grbennikov, they've signed the best guy they could have. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, so you had Rosovia third. I had them second. And mm-hmm. <laughs> It's always it's, it's tough to, to, to choose Rosovia this high because I feel like every year when I do these, I put Rosovia like five spots higher than they finish. But the last year they started to uh, come around a bit, um, keeping a, you know, a couple of the same players, but Fabian Drija, um, the Polish national team starting setter, so that's obviously helpful to have in the Polish league. Um, kept Clement Chibul, who had a pretty good season with them last year and an insanely good VNL, then dropped off a bit for... Eurovolley, I guess, again. Jan Kazamurnik, another Slovenian player, one of my favorite players after watching him so much at Eurovolley. Unbelievable middle blocker. And he also uh, stole a couple players here from from Zaxa, which is why I have them so high. Uh, Jakub Kohanovski and Zatorski. So that those are two huge improvements as well. And I didn't even mention all the players, so you can go ahead and <laughs> name off any more guys you think. So yeah, Kohanovski, Zatorski are massive upgrades. Of course, Sandero. Let's not forget about Sam, yeah. who is proven on Pulskika's grounds because he won quite a lot with Zaxa. But I don't know, I'm still not fully convinced by Drizga and Muzai, especially Muzai. Yeah, I mean, Drizga does get a lot of the blame for Poland's uh, kind of poor performances at the Olympics and at Eurovol. And I don't think without reason. And Machi Muzai, I feel like, I, yeah, I don't even remember him playing that much last year <laughs> i guess he had a weird season uh with yeah, perugia and ufa and then wasn't on the national so, team so you know weird stuff whenever i start to think about uh it's like super middle great left side but some questions on the right and it's like what's Drizga's best like attribute playing to right side the opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. And his biggest weakness, playing to the left side. And that's where they have their strengths. And he doesn't play a lot for the middle when situation is tough. That, that's like his thing. And that's where they have Kochanowski, like huge power, someone that should be like used very, very often, as often as possible, I guess. Yeah. Which is why I don't put, I put them only third. Because yeah. I'm too worried about their weaknesses and I don't know, I feel like they were unable to perform for so many years in a row that maybe I'm <laughs> just yeah, immediately the putting Rosovia them in one or two spots lower. There's something yeah. weird in the water there. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, ta- the talent level for me is just, just so high with this team, but I see, I definitely see your reasoning. Uh, we also didn't make, mention uh, Nicholas Chesushin. Shoshin, yes, who uh, was Shoshin, a yeah. Shoshin, who's an NCAA star, so probably a lot of you know him from his Ohio State days, and maybe had a, a bit of a slow start as a pro, but it has really started to improve year by year, and I think he's extremely solid player now. Who could even I could see him uh, as a starter. You know, I think all three of these guys uh, have good cases for the starting lineup. Yeah, I would like to see Shoshin and Dero playing together, but I don't think Giuliani is going to bench Chebu. Yeah, it's, it's tough when your national team coaches. I mean, 
he should have probably benched him in the in the Euro Volley finals and didn't do it then. So if he doesn't do True. it then, then uh, then probably not going to do it during a regular season matchup against uh, against Lublin. So that's why I'm worried. Also, they have insane depth, but when you look at their depth, it's great middle, great outside again, very solid second libero in Potera, but where their bench is kind of weak yeah against oppo- again opposite and setter Pavel Wojcicki is way past his prime and last year he was well not good to put it lightly he was also known as this very creative guy but now his precision was almost completely gone so that you need the precision if you want to be creative for sure exactly and then Kubabutski. I mean he's an insane joker to sub, in, sub him in and he can like turn the game around on his, on its head. He won two MVPs in against Zaksa in playoffs. So he was probably the reason Yastrzemski Wengel was able to actually beat Zaksa because Al Hajj Dadi yeah, well that. didn't arrive, let's put it this way. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think he can replace Muzaev long term if it is necessary. All right, so Rusovia, but maybe a few question marks here, but I think both of us have them in the top three. And my number one pick, you had the number two, the champions of last season somehow over Zaxa, uh, Yashepshi <laughs> Vegio, who, who I thought have gotten like a decent amount better this season. Uh, for me, the huge addition is Trevor Cleveno, who I think is a much better player than Yasin Ulati. And, you know, I think we saw in the Olympics, like he he's, you know, I think potentially even the best outside hitter on France a lot of the time, even better than Angapet, maybe not doing the finals of the Olympics there, but I would say like seven out of 10 games, probably Trevor Cleveno is their best outside hitter. Unbelievable player. Uh, Thomas Fournel, another year. Adding Benjamin Taniyudi, upgrading on Lucas Campa. Yuri Gladier was one of their most important players last year here they're keeping. Um, Popashak, again, maybe a player that not every fan outside Poland knows, but he's gotten some looks with the national team, so... Um, He's definitely yeah, starting the, libero in 2019 at VNL again. Yeah, one of the best Polish liberos. So I, I really like this team. They won the league last year, and I think they got better. So that's why I had them first. Yeah, they definitely got better. They have insane depth as well. But, uh, well, I put Zaxa higher because I have faith in Zaxa and their new team. Yeah. The only worrying thing, I mean, Glader is 37, I think. So I'm not sure he will be able to replicate the season he had last year yeah. but so much so many improvements so I, competition between Shimura, Cleveno and Forno might also get quite interesting uh, I think that competition is going to be between Shimura which I know I know he did play an important role in a lot of like the their key matches last year but I think Cleveno uh, I've been watching him the last few years and he's there's there's nobody like more solid than him he rarely has a bad game in my opinion yeah, I, actually, I think that uh, Zenit Sankt Petersburg did Jastrzemski a favor, but by getting Urnaut. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think Klevin over Urnaut any day of the week. Yeah, they got the better one from Milano. The yeah. better outside from Milano in the deal. So a bit lucky here. Small French colony too. Klevin up Antonio T. So. Yeah, Boye for me is maybe the the question mark on this team. Which, yeah, I mean he's probably better than Al Hajdadi, but I mean we've seen Boye like completely uh, check out of teams and and have some some pretty brutal games, even if he is great half the time. The thing, I mean, I 
I don't think there is any reason to be worried about them. I cannot see them dropping below third, I think, this year. Probably even less worried than about Zaxa. However, I don't know. I feel like they might not be strong enough to actually win the title again this time. I would be worried about opposites because Hadrava and Boye are good, but Boye is not as convincing. And Hadrava is. Did you see solid, him beat but... France? Come on. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, though. Right. I think these top teams, it's going to be competitive. The whole league is going to be competitive. I'm very excited for the Plus League of the start. Starts tomorrow, so uh, we're almost yeah. we're almost here. It's going to be great. Um, Polestat Sport, uh, I think, is replacing ePla.tv. If you guys were watching there before, so but I think it's pretty much the same thing. All the games broadcast HD uh, with Polish commentary, so it's quite quite nice to follow because there's not mm-hmm. you know some games that are way better produced than others. Um, I think that's it for me, Pavel. Anything you want to uh, say about Plus Liga before we end things here? I feel like we've said enough about Bundesliga <laughs> today. So, yeah, you, you think? You know, just yeah, just seventy-five minutes of Polish volleyball talk. You guys cannot find this anywhere else in English. So, be sure to stay tuned for the Five One Volleyball Podcast for more uh, stuff. Going to break down the other leagues: Russia, Italy. Uh, talk. You know, I still need to talk about Eurovolley. Still need to talk about the World Championships draw that's happened today. So going to be more stuff coming pavel thank you so much for joining me today giving us a super super in-depth look at the plus liga so i think people are going to be very prepared for the season yeah i'm really glad so i could be here and talk for a while about polish volleyball and i enjoyed it very much all right thanks everyone for listening and i'll talk to you next time